And welcome to another edition of the Bruins Beat here on CLNS Media. I'm Jimmy Murphy, your host, and my co-host Joe Gill is along oh. with me. Joe, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Jimmy. It's uh, it's Sunday night, going back to work tomorrow, and then I, you know, I'm off Friday, going up to Burlington, Vermont, and a ton of different craft breweries. I'm I'm looking forward to a short week. Oh, that would be awesome, man. Good for you. I actually I I can't remember the name of it. Uh, when we get off air. I will Google, I will try it, or I'll email uh, my ex-girlfriend who used to go there with me. There's a great restaurant. Mm. Uh, it's, like a, it, it's like a restaurant bar about okay. three blocks down the road towards the airport from if we used to stay at the Holiday Inn there off the highway. Uh, okay. Off 84. Yeah, so, um, or 89, excuse me. Um, we used to stay there all the time, and, you know, we were just venturing out looking for a good place to get a good steak meal. Dude, this place, for 20 bucks, you would get mm-hmm. the biggest slab of steak, fries or potatoes, what have really? you, veggies, right? Um, and you can get mm-hmm. a bottle of red to split between the wow. two of you. All right, all that for 20 bucks a person. Jesus, okay. Yeah. Well, you can, you send me that. Yeah, it was really good. So I'll get that info to you. Uh, I love Burlington, man. You're going to have a ball there. Joe, you, you yeah, brought up... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I went there. T- I went there. Uh, like I said, my wife and I have been together ten years. We went there for our first year together. So, kind of, you know, going back for the nostalgia, if you know what I mean. I was actually thinking it was. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it was about six years ago today. I was sitting uh, on the hot, muggy streets, or not sitting, standing on the hot, muggy streets of uh, Burlington, Vermont. Watching mm-hmm. Tim Thomas uh, bring the Stanley Cup. Oh God, it's going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, through the through the streets of Burlington, man. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And then he had a little press conference up in the gym. Oh, I know uh, that. EVM. Um, and then I he went back EVM? up to Montreal. He went to UVM, didn't he? He did. He was an amazing goaltender right. there. He took them to the Frozen Four. Uh, I believe there was a triple overtime game that they lost, uh, oh, right. where they got hosed. It was a questionable goal. Uh, we'll have to look that up sometime, but yeah, he was—he's a legend up there, man. Uh, but he, he's nowhere to be found these days. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Well, you know what? Speaking of cool, I just thought something that rhymes. Fanduel. What's going on with this, Jimmy? Oh, huh? You know what? See, I. Okay, that that was all right. I had a better transition, a better segue. All right, okay. I'm sorry, <laughs> you had brought up that it's the last week of summer, and I was going to segue. Well, then that means football's right around the corner. So, all right, we, we, okay. we got them both there. And, and you know, uh, it's not just football, though. I mean, Joe, we we want to welcome on uh, to the Bruins beat, and of course across the CLNS media family. Um, thanks to Nick Also and Sean Bakey, they have. Uh, signed on FanDuel as one of the chief sponsors for us uh, for the upcoming fall and winter seasons. Uh, and like we said, you can you can do multiple sports on there. But of course, right now, the the talk is is football. And I'm wondering, um, you know, if there's going to be some drafting of football teams for leagues, because you can do leagues, uh, or you can do the typical head-to-head, night-to-night yeah. version. But I mean, I wonder what how far down... Uh, I mean, excuse me, how far up has the value of Chris Hogan went for the New England Patriots, uh, uh, considering Jules. the two superb preseason games he's had, as well as the fact that, look, Julian Edelman is out of uh, the season. My, major, I had Edelman in my fantasy league last year, my, my regular fantasy league, and 
He's just a reception machine. He's going to be missed for sure. But maybe Jimmy Murphy. We might have to start a, if we don't do football, or at the very least do a FanDuel Hockey League for the Bruins beat. Maybe we'll get some oh, of our listeners. We definitely do the Bruins beat league. I'm down for it. Let's make, let's make it happen. But, um, Joe, tell the listeners what FanDuel is all about, just in case they don't know what the hell we're talking about here. Sure thing. Sure thing. We'll try FanDuel for free with no deposit required. Visit FanDuel.com to claim your free contest and play for a share of $10,000. That's some big money right there. Not as much as that woman wanted Chicopee, but it's pretty damn good. Uh, just sign up. Chicopee. Go ahead. Yeah, remember it was Watertown now, Chicopee. But anyway, so just sign up using promo code BRUINSBEAT, one word. That's at FanDuel.com, promo code BRUINSBEAT, void where prohibited. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great game. It's addictive. It's fun, but you don't have to lose a lot of money doing it. Uh, but you can yeah. win a lot off a little. Uh, I highly suggest it. And if, uh, like Joe said, you, you go there right now and you sign up, you can use the promo code BRUINSBEAT, uh, and it'll get you some credit there. And we want to thank FanDuel as well for the uh, $10 credit they gave us to start the year off. I've already uh, been starting today. I actually did a little research. I've got a uh, – my fantasy football draft is a week from today. We're, we're August 27th recording this. Uh, so it's going to be the day before Labor Day. Though – I need your advice on this before we get into a little Bruins talk, and uh, sure. listeners can tell me too. I am quite conflicted, though. Okay, so, so Joe, basically, it, it was gonna, I was going to have people over too. You know, was, oh yeah, I had yeah, many yeah. people over my my new apartment in Waltham, Mass. I haven't had a lot of people over yet, and I was thinking this will be a good opportunity. So we'll, yeah, yeah. you know, whoever's local can come over and do the draft live, and then I invited uh, yeah. some some people over as well after, and then maybe we'll hit. Hit my favorite spot there, the gaff in uh, Waltham. And so that's kind of planned, Joe. But then my friend Chris Stewart and Dave Barton up in, you know, Montreal in uh, Ottawa or Ontario, Quebec border there. Uh, these, these bastards decide they're going to throw what is a legendary music fest uh, in the Montreal, Quebec Ontario border area there. It's called Stewie Palooza. And it's a, it's a thing that my friend Chris Stewart, who's the drummer for the Peelers, um, created, I don't know. I want to say like, uh, they named after Peel's pub, but they named after Peel's pub. No, 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 no. They're just, uh, I I think it's an Irish thing or something, but, um, so they, yeah. Like, so the Peelers is, we played them here. They're a punk, punk rock Irish band from Canada. And, um, Chris Stewart decides, you know, every uh, Labor Day weekend on that Sunday, I'm going to do this uh, music fest at my parents' farm out in western Quebec, right on the Ontario border, and invite everybody out there for an all-day, all-night fest, you know, camp out, barbecue, whatever, cool. campfire, and, they, yeah. and they've got four bands coming, really yeah. sick bands there, uh, and the Peeler's obviously one of them, and then uh, one of my other favorites, I've, uh, I believe I've introduced you to him. If not, we will play him sometime. Uh, Shane Murphy uh, from Montreal, no. great music. No relation. So no, no relation. But the problem is, Joe, it's the same day as my draft. So uh, do I just natural. blow it up and say, you know what? Let's just do a draft online on Monday or something or Tuesday, and make the trek up to Montreal for this fest. Are you a commission? Are you the commissioner? I am. That's Bush League. <laughs> I think it's Bush league, league as well. So I'm yeah, gonna, I you think know, there'll be well. o- there'll be other shows. I've seen Shane Murphy plenty. I've not seen the Peelers live yet, even though I'm good friends with them. Uh, so Dave Barton, if you're listening, buddy, I will make it up sooner or later. I know that's three shows now I've missed this summer, but 
It happens. I, yeah, I, I think I, I'm, I'm right with you, man. I have a responsibility to my league as commissioner to honor that draft. Absolutely. And get shit. Sorry, my son just walked in, so I had to say goodnight, you know. Okay. Um, but, yeah, you gotta, you got to be there, dude. You yeah, know, i got to be there. So we're going to do gonna that. Be- we're going to yeah, do that, sure. my friend. Um, by Speaking of music, uh, after we finish – Joe, you are up for music this week, so what you're going to do is send me the intro and outro song. Uh, Obviously, the listeners will have heard it by now, Uh, but you're going to send me that based on what we talk about tonight. You you got to. Oh, you're going to make me think about a song. Yes, sir. You got to loop it in, my friend. You got to loop it in. That's the that's the theory here. Oh wow! You like Mark McGrath on like '90s on '90s. Or or you can look it up, and maybe today was the anniversary of the death, or maybe it was the birthday of one of your favorite musicians. We'll let that slide. Wow, wow, you're tough. Well, I was going to just say I was going to just use somebody that I I couldn't go to their show Friday night because well, I couldn't go because of my anniversary. Husband. Yeah, yeah, or I'd be killed. Like Gary Clark Jr. was playing up in Hampton. No, he played Hampton. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, I wish I knew that. Dude, I've yet to I, see him. I heard he's amazing. So I saw him. I was down at a conference down in Austin, where he's from, and he was playing a uh, private uh, party for the actual conference I was at, and we got to see him for free. And we, he was playing at Austin City Limits. Oh wow. How about that, dude? That was amazing. Amazing, my friend. What a venue. But anyway, all right, I'll I'll get some music together for that. Remind me on Austin, too, because I'm going to send you some music from Austin uh, that I I was introduced to in Montreal, and I party with the lead singer, Black Joe Lewis and the Honey Bears. They're amazing. They've played that plenty of times. All right, Joe, so let's go on. Let's get into the talk here. Um, Obviously, still basically because it's a dead time, but, I mean, it's still, it's a big story, and it continues to be a story as we speak, uh, yeah. recording this on Sunday night, August uh, 27th. Uh, David Pasenek remains unsigned. Uh, mm-hmm. Friday, <coughs> excuse me, Friday he tweeted it, and Sunday he reported it in the Boston Globe. That is Kevin Paul DuPont, who joined us on the last episode of Bruins Beat, uh, that the Bruins have offered... Uh, David Pasternak, a long-term deal worth six mil a year. The question is whether it's six or seven years. As I said earlier, before we went on, I'm hearing if he goes six, it, the the money could go up to seven. If he goes seven, it stays at six. I don't. I, I'm hearing a lot of things. I trust Dupes' report for now. Um, but the bottom line is, there's no reply from Pasternak's camp, and we're still at a standstill here. And training camp is fastly approaching. I believe this week we'll oh, see God. the uh, captains' practices, where a lot of local guys uh, will will hop on the ice for the Bruins, uh, and then some of the guys will start to move back and trickle back into Boston. I mean, this is this is uh, kind of moving week for the NHL before camp starts, and you know, there's no David Pasternak on the ice, Joe. I mean, your thoughts on this, and uh, furthermore. Do you think it will be resolved by camp? Uh, so, what, uh, refresh my memory. What was the original uh, deal before the dry idle deal? Uh, the original they had, it was the same thing, basically. I think they've just added on a year. They offered them uh, 36 for six, six by six. So, they're not doing anything different. No. <laughs> really. The money didn't go up. Uh, oh, but I thought the Bruins weren't cheap. The money didn't go up. Oh, Oh, dude, super cheap. This is like, all right, and the dupes isn't here, so we can swear. This is fucking bullshit. This is typical but, Bruins. Hey, by the way, and I, I'll, I'll say this to him face-to-face, through email, whatever. I was 
I was really, it was noticeable to me, Duke's sort of adamant defending of Jeremy Jacobs and how that's a myth and blah, that hasn't happened in so long and then saying it was all Harry Sinnon and not Jacobs. Whoa, no, not true. And, you know, I didn't want to offend the man at the time and we were also dealing with recording issues at the time. I was a little distracted, but that shocked me to hear Dupe say that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this, I, mean, this is I wonder if he was that deciding vote on him going in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. You know, it was a, it was a uh, it was split, and it, it went down to the wire, and it it was a split decision. They had to get a deciding vote from one of the Hall of Fame members on the voting committee, of which Dupes is. I wonder if that's why he was defending Jacobs to us so much last week. Maybe he was well, one of the guys I mean, who voted for him. Isn't Dupes like the Bruins guy if they leak something over to him? I mean, yes and no. Like, yeah, he gets a lot of scoops from them. Right. You know, and that's understandable. He's achieved that, and he's an amazing journalist, and he earned that awesome. right. But yeah. at the same time, he hasn't been shy to, like, to blast them. I mean, you know, he's, he's called them out when need be. Though he did take their side, now that I think of it, in the whole Joe Thornton thing. Um, but it was interesting. I, I just, I, I disagree with Dupes, and I think this this whole Pasternak thing is another example of, of Jacob's nickel and diming. <laughs> wow, okay. So someone from our chat room just said, oh my God, it's amazing how much Murphy hates Jacobs. Get over whatever it is you have against him. Is it, is it Dupes? No, 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 this is uh, Sharon. She's, no, she's, know, uh, she's a good joke. fan of ours. What, a, what, what am I supposed to get thing. over? I mean, it's nothing to get over and move on to until the man croaks because he's still I mean, I agree with you, the team. I agree with you. I mean, I never, you know, we're the same age. I never got over. He's a fraud. He robs he little kids. He lies to people and, 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 and holds back charity money to, to fund rinks. What are we, I'm, I'm sorry. What are we supposed yeah, to get over here? Chris, it's still Christmas. I mean, can can you say anything more? I mean, like I said, we also how cheap he was. Like eighty eight, ninety, they were one or two guys that they could have probably compete, you know, better against Edmonton or even beat them. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's Sharon just, said he's, he's talking about him more than anyone. Oh, oh, funny thing, I was on um, TSN six ninety uh, oh, really? this past week yeah. with my buddy Mitch Melnick there. You know, and we were we were just talking about the whole thing that happened there with the with the charity events he was supposed to hold and just the passing a contract. And, yeah. and Jeremy Jacobs came up, and Mitch said to me, "Whoa, remember he's a hockey hall of famer now." And he was sarcastically saying it. Oh, all right. And, right. and yes. amazingly, if you remember, we we cut it out. We didn't have it in the podcast, but there was a section where I had suggested to you and Dupes, and I didn't elaborate enough, so I'm not sure he got my drift. Um, but I had suggested to you and Dupes that Jeremy Jacobs is the Donald Trump of the NHL. Remember that? Yeah, that was a little weird. <laughs> okay, well, well, listen. So, so we start talking about Jacobs and everything. That was a and, huge. And change. not knowing this whole this whole story, and not knowing my conversations I've had with Russ Conway about that topic, Mitch says something to the extent like, "Yeah, he's Donald Trump of hockey," and I didn't even prompt it. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, there you go." Dude, so this, I think Dude's completely went over his head. He's like, "Yeah." Yeah, okay. there's other people, man, that really think that because. I mean, look at the way he speaks at press conferences. He has no filter. He says things. It doesn't matter. He'll throw Neely under the bus. He'll throw oh, coaches. So he'll throw Claude under the bus. It doesn't matter. You know, and he's he'll say things really that you like, you know, when he guaranteed, and yes, they made the playoffs, but I mean, it was still a crapshoot whether the Bruins were going to make the playoffs last year all season. Um, 
you know, he went into the season guaranteeing they were going to have a quote-unquote long run in the playoffs. Oh, God, it's hilarious. And, and I, I remember seeing Cam Neely and, and Don Sweeney's face like, oh, shit. Dude, seriously. Why did you do, say that? Do, do, for a revisionist history, if the Bruins didn't win the Cup at 11, do you think anyone would be defending Jerry Jacobs whatsoever? No. No? No. <laughs> no. I, I, I think, you know, I, I get the defense. Well, he spends to the cap. Well, not really. And he's not, not well. spending to it right now, and he hasn't for the last three seasons. People should not take well. notice of that. Not well, and not well. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jimmy Hayes, you know, in a trade, regardless. But, yeah. So, but back you know, to that I, question, I mean, do you think he's signed by camp? I Probably not. Me neither. Probably not. We got to, you know, we got to have turbulence. It can't be a Bruins season when nothing. Is know, he a Boston Bruin right. by camp? Oh, God. They. Jimmy, I can't even I can't even fathom if they don't have him if they don't sign him or they trade him. I I can't even fathom. like there, there'll be people outside Jeremy Jacobs, uh, you know wherever he lives, every mansion he lives, like you know uh, Doctor Frankenstein up in the tower. There'll be like pitchforks, torches, you know they'll be coming after him. Full. I mean that that okay. it's just inexcusable. But my question, Joe, is and and uh, Mitch brought this up, Mitch Melnick on uh, TSN six ninety when I was talking to him in that combo we just referenced. You know, he says there's a lot of people in Montreal, and we know it's not going to happen, but there's a lot of people who love to see Mark Bergevin uh, throw the dagger in the Bruins and, and sign him to an offer sheet. And we got talking, and we said it, and you, and you and I have had this conversation off air. I mean, it, like, what's the deal, Joe? Like, why don't GMs have the balls to do this? And I, I'm not trying to offend offend them. But it's part of the CBA. Please spare me that old good old boy network. And, you know, it's a, it's a wink, there. wink. and we're, Because I'll tell you what that is to me, this sort of wink, wink, that we're not going to throw offer sheets. That's collusion. And I, I think that if I'm Donald Fear, and I'd be a lot better NHLPA executive director than him because I don't think he gives a shit about the NHL players. And he's just there for a paycheck. But if I'm Donald Fear or if I'm the players – I get with with my committee there, and I say, when we go into that next CBA, I want this investigated, and I want there to be some mandate that a certain number of offer sheets must be thrown down. They are preventing players from getting employment by doing this. And, and it's crazy. I mean, how, if you're Mark Bergevin, how do you not throw that down? Who cares if they match it? Big deal. It would be awesome if, or if the Bruins had a, had a chance to get a, a Canadian's RFA. How much more would that spice up the rivalry? You know, like, come on. Get some balls and start using that tool. So what's the compensation if, for whatever reason, if they did get Pasternak and he did sign the in the Bruins match? What's the compensation? I think I asked you this before. There, you, know. you know what? Uh, I don't have the exact facts, but there was a, uh, a story about that today. One second. Get on the Google machine. Let's check that bad Larry out. Buddy Let's see. Specter, I think, was talking about it. One guy said, Bruce can't afford losing any more good talent and get away with it. They're running out of excuses. Completely true. I just saw, uh, I don't know, I guess there's some league that most of the Canadian players are, are playing. Like I saw Sagan. I don't know if you saw the, yeah, the goal he the, scored uh, on the bio steel camp. Yeah, I, I saw the goal Sagan scored out of midair. I was like, oh, God. Why can't we get guys like that? Oh, we had guys like that. I'm sorry. McDavid looks nasty as ever. Good Lord. Just, oh, I mean, just, it, so Pasternak, you know, is as close as we're going to get to a dynamic player that since Sagan left. And, we, and yet again, we get, 
get completely stonewalled and get, you know, drama and stir in the friggin' pot. We can't, any, nothing can be easy. Just pay the guy what he deserves. It's it's a bunch of picks based on the amount of the contract. Okay, a bunch of picks. All right, but anyway, so. so here's what I you mean, do, uh, Joe. Um, you, you're dividing the total compensation offered by the lesser of the length of the contract or by five, i.e. a seven-year, $49 million deal has an average of $9.8 million, but a salary cap hit a seven. A five-year, $35 million deal would have a $7 million AAV and cap hit. But the big difference is in draft pick compensation. So, I mean, let's say if, Let's say that a team basically offered him what Drysdale got. What was that eight point five per year over eight years? So right. the Bruins, if they if they didn't match, the Bruins would get two first round picks, a second round pick, and a third round pick. Now, if the offer oh. was over nine point eight million, the Bruins would get four first round picks. Wow! Holy crap! So it, it, and just you know to go to second tier and third tier levels, this is where it starts. So. Um, an offer of 1.2 or below, there's no compensation. An offer of 1.2 to 1.9, you get a third-round pick. An offer of 1.9 to 3.9, you get a second-round pick. An offer of 3.9 to 5.8, you get a first and a third. An offer of 5.8 to 7.8, you get a first-round, second-round, third-round pick. And then, like I said, if they went in the Drysdale thing, which would be the logical prediction that they would go in if a team did it it would be two first round picks a second round pick and a third round pick well i mean well this is why they don't want to do it they don't want to lose the draft picks right i mean this is it but if you're is a team like edmonton who was basically for the last year 10 you know 10 years stockpile picks you've got your young core in place you like you've invested the money in that young core obviously in mcdavid and dries it all and a couple other guys even your vet core like lucic you're, this is your let's do this, let's go into the playoff mode now. You don't really give a shit right now. You're going for it over the next five years. So, oh, well, you got Chiarelli there being two years. So, so I mean, <laughs> whatever. But, I mean, if I'm Chiarelli, yeah. right. to me, I mean, that's his, that's his window right now. He's looking at it saying, I'm going for it to win a cup in the next no, I agree. four or five years. Why okay. wouldn't you offer a first, second, and third? And sign, know, like and sign Pasternak to a 7.5 offer sheet. I know. I, like you said, I think everybody, you know, it's the old boys club, you know, they want to cross yeah. anybody. and Stupid. And, and it would be great. I mean, I don't know why they don't utilize it more. I see there's situations when you don't, you know, but it's, it's a useful tool if you're in the position to do it. And they need to get over this, man. Now, that's why it's there. And, and if I'm the PA <laughs> – I mean, you look. You got a guy that worked in baseball, right? He he was there when all that stuff was going down with collusion way back when for Major League Baseball and free agents. He, you know, he came in I think just right after that. But you know, he's familiar with all that. He's an expert in it. Why are you not going after the owners for this? Because there's clearly collusion going on. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's become the no fun league. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's something I'd like to see, but I think we're both in agreement. Uh, I don't think this stalemate's ending anytime soon unless the nope. GM gets some nope. cojones and offers an offer sheet. Um, and I almost think maybe the Bruins would prefer that happen because it would end it quick. They just match right. and that's it. And you move on. Well, that's what Sweeney says. 
Yeah. I wonder, though, if somebody put down 7.5 for seven years. If the Bruins would be like, oh, well, look at how much we get. We get two first-round picks, a second and a third. And it is a good draft. Eh. Uh, you know what? I, I, why not? But like you said, everybody, everybody seems to be sitting on their hands and they don't yeah. want to do that stuff. Piss anybody off. Yeah. What fun's that, Jim? What's that give us to talk about? What's I bullshit? think what we can talk about right now, considering that some uh, uh, unrestricted free agents, kind of complimentary type players um, that have been sort of sitting around waiting for a job, uh, two former Bruins, actually. One was signed to a PTO and Jimmy Hayes uh, to the Devils. And also to the Devils uh, was a one-year contract for unrestricted free agent Drew Strafford. Uh, obviously, Tommy Fitzgerald, the local uh, assistant GM of the Devils and uh, the Boston-based man, uh, scout, he's obviously had a say in that. But I, I, I just think that... Uh, like you said, what else is out there? Interesting to- story from Elliot Friedman uh, talking about a Russian forward in the KHL who was suspended by the IIHF uh, for doping uh, is now looking for employment, uh, trying to get himself to be allowed to look for employment and then do so in the NHL. Um, but he's a 36-year-old forward. He's never played in the NHL. Uh, and yet Elliot Freeman suggests there will be teams interested in him as a UFA. Uh, and I asked to you in, in our messages, uh, you know, really? You want to bring a guy over that's never played here and he's he's that old uh, and you won't sign Jagger? I, I just find that interesting. And I'm wondering if there's something going on where where Jagger's kind of being cornered here and nobody something happened. I don't know, but it's, it's really interesting to see the – Potential of Denise Zarapov uh, from the KHL, never played a game here, uh, has a better chance of maybe being signed than Yaramir Yager. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, I just saw, I just looked online. Yager's, Yager's agent believes he will get something done. Report. Well, the reason why they want to hide Yager because Yager would probably pillage their wives and girlfriends and sisters <laughs> and mothers because, you know, the Stamos Nikuya and his Kawasaki, you know what I mean? The, the Yager. But uh, he, I'm just looking at God, he had a good year last year. For what? He had uh, 46 points for a 44-year-old dude. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, he's a known, he's a known, uh, you know, commodity. He will give you 35 to 40 points. What else can you add? What else can you want from a 44-year-old dude? <laughs> I, I know. I and mean, yet you'll, think like, about, you'll think about bringing this, uh, this guy who got busted for doping over? Doping. And if, if the Yager would be arrested for anything, it'd be for womanizing. So All let's right. take the doping, the womanizing. What do we do? You know, he's a very religious guy, too. I, I love it. He's like, he's like really religious, but really sexual. I, I, see? I, oh, the I, That's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that, do you remember that Czech uh, model? She's like 18. She took a picture of him yeah. and tried to, uh, do, <laughs> tried to use. She was like, trying uh, to do what the, that, that, uh, that bitch did to uh, Julian Edelman. Yeah. And Yager was like, like, I don't give a shit. Do it. It's like. I do not care at the one. I have many in line for you. I just had multiple sessions of intercourse with you. There is no. I will have to say, by far, I'll give. I don't know how you feel about him, but I give kudos for a toucher. I his Yager impressions like make my oh, morning. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, they do a great job. No, I miss Yager, like, man. I ever oh, tell you the Yager oh, story about when awesome. he? Uh, they ever tell you a story about when Yager was traded to the Bruins? So no, what did you tell? Okay, so who the, fir- the first, the first, and we'll, we'll get back to uh, one of our things we want to tap before the end of the show here is. You know whether the Bruins should uh, extend a, 
a PTO uh, to a veteran for. We were trying to think who's out there. We'll get to that in a second. But here's the Yaga story. So, so through a mutual connection who I've known for a while, um, Yager had been told about me and, and, and said, Uh-oh. said, no, good thing. Said, Hey, if you need a trust, a reporter in Boston and need a good guy to know about, uh, about partying and good pubs and <laughs> good places to see music and women, uh, Jimmy wow. Murphy's your guy. Wow. Yeah. I'm telling you with the uh, the brand ambassador, the city ambassador to the Yager. Yeah, like I'm like I'm some pimp or something. I don't know, but it was it was hilarious. So like I have no knowledge of this that he's been told this. So he, he here he is. He comes out after practice, his first scrum face in the Boston media. Um, this was I don't know what like March uh, 2013. Yeah, 13. Yeah, 2013. Yeah. So we come there, and the, you know he answers a couple of questions, and then I go. Yarmir, and he turns to me, and right before I can ask a question, he smiles. He goes, oh, you're the leprechaun I'm supposed to find. <laughs> oh, my God. If you could have got that audio. Oh I my have God. it. I have it still. Yeah. It's you in my computer. It? We'll have to play it. We'll play. I'll find it. We'll play it on oh the show. Oh, my God. Please. Oh, my God. That would have to be like our outro or something. <laughs> the, uh, Joe Gill in the, oh the intro. Joe Gill and the leprechaun. Yeah. And his, oh, his accent. That he says it in. I mean, you know, like, they, I can't do it. I'm not going to try it. Like you said, Touch does a great job. Of it. But just imagine him in that action scene. You're the I've been told about? Yes. You're the oh, leprechaun. He goes, you are here. Jimmy Murphy. And I go, yes. And I, he goes, and not only did he shake my, I put my hand out. He goes, no, no. He pulls me in and hugs me in front of all the other people. Oh, the last, the, the last one I, I hugged was the Stamos, but now we got the Murphy. So <laughs> it's all good. Get him on Kawasaki. Let's so ride. So me and him right off the bat, it was great. I, I, That's I, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he, he liked me, out. so he would he would give me great things. I mean, I remember one time, uh, you, you know the famous story of it, uh, when his his whole like post game training regimen. Oh yeah, yeah, for like yeah. So after. like Joe McDonald and I were the ones who found out about that and and tweeted about it and wrote about it was because we like walked down the hall to do a a stand up video shot for ESPN.com and the lights are out in TD Garden. You know, it's just like a little light on the rink. As we're walking down the hall, we're going to go do it from the bench. As we're walking down the hall, we hear somebody skating. We're like, oh, what the hell's Who going on? And, we, and <laughs> you know, we get up to the bench, and we see, and there's Yager with weights on his upper torso, his midsection, and his, like, lower thighs and knees. doing Oh, and ankles, too. And doing sprints, like suicides, end-to-end. Back and forth. And, he, and then he, he notices us, and he skates over to us. I'm like, uh-oh. And he, and he goes over. He goes, no photo of this. Right? And Ooh. so we didn't say anything. You lied to the dagger. No, 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 no. So we didn't say anything. So then a couple days later, um, somebody asked. Like, they were like, hey, uh, I think it was like one of our editors. is like, did you see this tweet about Yager and what he did after the game? So I won't name names. But one of the reporters, asshole that he is, that we came down and told them just what happened. We're like, hey, we can't bring it up. But we told him it was a great story. Like, it was yeah. really cool. Like, this guy's a psycho, man. Like, he's yeah. 40-something years old. He's doing hell, this. Yeah. The guy wrote it in his uh, column the next day. Oh, uh, he stole your thunder, too. What a yep. right, right? So yep. I show it to Yager, and I go, look, that wasn't us. And so Yager, in the next scrum, was like, hey – 
Nobody was supposed to know that story about my warm-ups, and I know that, you know, you must have heard it from Jimmy, and Mur Jimmy Murphy here, but, you know, like, he, he specifically told you not to put that public. Whoever you are, he goes, he's looking at everybody and pointing, he goes, you should be ashamed of yourself. Wow. Yaga laying lay it down. I mean, he's going to yeah. cut you off from his woman. Yaga's a great man. And, 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 and segueing into who I think the Bruins should sign for PTO, bring the Yager bomb back. Why not? Do you, bring you, you remember, like, in 13, uh, he's with Marshawn and, and Bergie, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, if he just, I think he had a couple posts in the final. If he just right. hit a couple. He, he had a lot a of assists, Joe. I mean, he was helping to set up plays. Yeah. He just wasn't scoring yeah, himself. Snake bit. Snake bit. Yeah. Corey Crawford owned his ass for some reason that series. I don't know why. Corey Crawford owned but, a lot of guys' ass until they figured out the guy. You know, all right, let me ask you a question. I have to ask this question. When I was watching that Stanley Cup final, I could not believe how bad and how slow of a glove hand Corey Crawford has. He has one of the worst glove right? hands I've ever seen. And then they supplied. figured it out. Am I right? Do yeah. you agree on that? Oh, yeah, for sure, man. That was one of the things. I remember the guys saying that. Like, they're like, we're going to focus on a glove hand. And there was one game where they came out and lit him up. I forget which game it was. Mm -hmm. Um, but they, I mean, they knew they had seen it, you know, and he had to correct that and props to Corey for, you know, correcting that in game six. Um, and, you know, look, a lot of, that's fine. I know it's not Bruins related, but a lot of people, man, don't give Corey Crawford the respect he deserves. He's got two cups. I mean, yeah. Oh boy. Does he two? Neem, got the first one. Yeah, I don't care, man. If he's sort of like a, a product of the guys in front of him, he still has to stop the pot. He's winning. That's all matters. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You know, how, it was, how many? It was kind of like when Tim Thomas was here, circling back to how we started the show. I mean, it, it was kind of like Tim Thomas. Um, for the longest time, he didn't get any respect, right? And it was just right. like, hey, the guy may not be pretty. He may not be your prototypical, you know, Carey Price type structured goalie, but he gets the job done. And that's all I care about. And, you know, props to Corey Crawford. So I'm saying Jagerman. I think that would be a great signing. I also wouldn't mind another uh, veteran defenseman uh, who's out there. I, I haven't taken a look at the list. Um, let's check it out. I mean, I'm thinking they've got a young D. And yeah, they have Char and all that. Um, but Char is going to need a break. Right. You know? So. All right. Are we going to be able to talk about that top 20? Because uh, I need to just call out. Let me know when you want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. no, we'll get into that. I mean, they, uh, we've covered the PTO thing here. Uh, so we're both in agreement. Bring the Jagerbomb back. Oh, why not? Jagerbomb. I, I love that. that. That was great. So let's get to uh, the NHL. We want to do the D or the uh, centers? What, what one ticked you off more? Uh, the center, the Bergeron one's probably been beaten like a dead horse by everyone. I want yeah. to look at the, uh, the, D. the D. Yep. All right. One, the one name on here that jumped out at me that you're a top 20 guy, Dougie fucking Hamilton. Really? You're a top 20 guy? I don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't see it. Not I, yet. Not right. yet, right? He's going to be eventually, but not yet. But, I mean, all right, so last year he had 13 uh, goals, 37 assists, 50 points. And I know they had a good run to make the playoffs. He's, he was a part of that. But he's just not – he's more – he's not the, the number one defenseman to me. You know what I mean? He's not prototypical. He's not – he's not – is – has he become more physical with Calgary? I don't watch Calgary playing no. games, so I don't know. No, he still was. So I, I don't know how you can be a number one and not be physical. You know what I mean? I, I don't I don't I don't get that at all. So I, I think that one stuck out to me and that was in my craw. Okay. Like I'm I'm in agreement with you. Um the rest of these guys seem legit. I mean Carlson, of course. I mean he's like 
That that series against the Bruins, as much you remember that um and and saucer pass he had. Yeah, that, that was insane, dude. Sick. That was sick. You just like the Bruins could not they had no answer for him. Zero. You know what so Eric Carlson reminded me of in the playoffs last year, and we you know we were we were bringing up. Uh, Fan duel and football early in the show, and by the way, you can do uh, college teams as well. Like we remember Fan duel early in the show, and I'm going to make a football analogy here for you. Eric Carlson to me is like uh, like a Doug Flutie on the ice, a Heisman Trophy winner, Grand Doug Flutie on the ice. Yeah. I, yep. Like the just the vision, quarterback, yeah, the instinct, the vision and the instinct, and the precision and speed in which he executes that. It, it's just. It's insane. And, and, and you know, Joe, I, I, I give props to you because I watched what you were saying then. I, you know, I remember some of you. T- like, what was – like, Bruins fans need to get over the Bruins at times and just respect greatness for what it is. And the fact that even throughout the playoffs, all the way till the Senators were knocked out in Game 7, they would not give this man props and kept saying he was overrated and he's a, he's a one-way defenseman, he's all offense. Like – no, Shut up. Good. If you're not going to talk like that, don't bother listening to the Bruins beat, please. And, and don't bother, like, associating with Joe and the, I. The, the only thing I have a problem with Carlson that series, do you remember when that stupid kid took one of the players' sticks when they were walking out? Yeah. And then he tried to slash him, you know, which I find – I got really – I was having an argument with the last guys that were in the first version of the Bruins beat. They were saying, you know, the kid deserved all this. and going, well, if Carlson cracked the kid over the head and broke the kid's skull and the kid was in a coma – does that yeah. equate taking the dude's stick? No. No. And no. And, and he, you know what? And I think he said, I think he, you know what? He said it afterwards, too, I think. If we go back and find it, I mean, it's something he regrets. He, he didn't act like a pro there. He let his emotions get the best of him. And, right? Oh, that's what I was trying to say. People just all over me, like, yeah. oh, you kid deserve it. No, no. Rightfully no so, that. what you said there. I totally agree with you. I mean, that... And, and, and I don't think... And that's why I like Eric Carlson, is because he would apologize right after, and and also, like, I think he's on his way to being a quote-unquote pro in terms of how he behaves and how he handles situations like that. He's going to get there. He's not there yet. He's still – got to remember, man, he's still young. And it's amazing, man. Like, just the the breakout that he had in, in the playoffs. I mean, he – like – if Eric Carlson wasn't known before those playoffs, he's known now. And, and for anyone well, to just, you know, still say, oh, he's not as good as uh, this guy and this guy on my yeah. team. Like, get over yourselves. He's great. I mean, and another thing, too, I mean, he was injured, which is amazing that he played the whole playoffs injured. Yeah. Just going back one more time about so Boston he's got balls, fans. too, you know? Yeah. I mean, the Boston fans are how we are, too. So when I was calling out Carlson and all that, uh, someone's like, well, you know, if Marshawn did it, you would say anything. Go, absolutely would. Were you kidding me? Absolutely would. When Marshawn did that stupid uh, spearing that guy's nuts and he got suspended, I was all of Marshawn's yeah, ass. Exactly. Like, that's stupid. You just, you just, you're selfish. And you, you basically and, let and down. Any, any real Bruins fan is on him when he does those uh, amazingly idiotic sure. things that he does, and he's 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 lessened it. God bless him, and and voila, the guy is one of the best players in the world now yeah, because yeah, he doesn't yeah. do that shit. You know, yeah, I mean, I, not, I shouldn't say he doesn't. He does still sometimes, and, but he's aware of it, it and he's Cut tried to correct. Oh, you know, not to bring up a sore spot for all of us, but the guy he credits most for helping him do away with that. Oh, it's that guy. Uh, he's a coach of Montreal now. What's his name? 
Oh God, Claude. All right, I remember this. All right. Okay. But anyhow, money. you know, but you know, <laughs> Claude, Claude never developed young guys good. Anyhow, yeah. um, I want to get to who I have an issue on on this list. Uh, yeah. Okay. And I know his agent. Know him very well. I know I've I've met Kevin Shattenkirk a few times. I think he's a nice kid. I think he he can still be a good two way guy. But as many wrongly describe Eric Carlson as an offensive defenseman, strictly uh, Kevin Shattenkirk is definitely a Brilliant. offensive defenseman, and that's it. And he's a power play specialist. And they say that in their description here. But there is no way in hell that he should be in the top twenty right now. I'm sorry. And, 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 and a bad omission, and I knocked the guy, and I knocked the, the management, the time management of the guy on him and on the Bruins. That's Zanano Chara. I still think he should be in the tail end 20. of the top 20 there. 19 or 20 he should be at. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't want a guy that's going to be there next year. And, I, right. you know, I hate to, like, jump on the hype train, and I hope he can survive it. But if he does and he learns how to – mature and, and handle the workload at the NHL level, you would think one Charlie McAvoy is going to be. Oh, gosh. Dude, he gave me such a McAvoy in my pants that, <laughs> you know, during that series, it was just, it was amazing. It was a like Machiavellian boner. Is that it, what was like a, it was like Viagra cocktail. It was ridiculous how good he was. <laughs> and just when they, and just when they lost, I mean, it's like they lost, but you got to see him playing. It was like, God, it was worth, you know, burning that one year. It was like, don't burn the year. They had, like, Krug was injured. Who else? McQuaid was injured because yeah. he gets injured every other game. Everybody was hurt. Kahlo was out. You bring him up, man. And guess what? It was well worth it because he could trial by fire. He, he helped Char out. You think that's going to be the pairing, him and Char again? Or is it going to be Kahlo? I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. That's something to watch in camp for sure. I, I just, you know, I think he will. But I won't lie that a part of me is worried that he has a setback just because, I mean, he, he only played six games. You know, yeah. so like, and and the hype is is already insane around him, and it's going to get even bigger. I I just I don't know the kid well enough, so I I can't attest to how he'll handle it. Um, I just from what I see from afar, I think he'll be all right. He seems like a poised kid to me. He seems laid back. Um, we'll see what happens. But it it was it was a great thing. I agree with everything you said. It was well worth burning that entry level year. I think he's a star in the making. If he even if he has a so-so year, I think he, he's so young. I mean, there's plenty of time left. So, I think that's going to be something. Um, but you know, like I said, I wonder do they think about bringing a, uh, an older guy, excuse me, in to help with young guys like McAvoy? I know Char yep. is there to do that, but it, it, it can never. You can never have, in my eyes, as long as they can still hang. You can never have too much veteran experience and a veteran voice in the locker room. No doubt about it. They missed out when they lost Ference and Thornton and Recky. Okay, Boychuk. Yep. Yep. No so doubt. We'll see what happens. Hey, listen, uh, Joe, always a pleasure, my friend. And uh, you are a good husband indeed uh, to your wife there. Yeah, but she's on the first date anniversary. Yeah. You got to be careful, sure. though, Joe. You start doing first date anniversaries. You're going to have to do It's like saying, I don't like. Every you know, the first time I bought her like a steak dinner, and we don't have like one of okay. those. Or like, oh, I bought her flowers uh, two years later. We don't do that. Okay, shit. good, good. We don't celebrate Valentine's Day because it's a horseshit holiday. Anyway, oh, I so. agree, totally agree. I just so, get hammered on Valentine's Day. Yeah, we're all black and all mean and shit. Sorry. <laughs> oh, look at the angry leprechaun. We're black. <laughs> so angry, drinking his rosé and all this shit. He's angry. Yep. 
The leprechaun right. and Yager on Valentine's Day. There you go. Oh, that you, is you it. Never, you never had, you never went out drink with him? Ah, uh, no comment. That's it. That's uh, it. Dude. <laughs> That's, I don't know if that's for public ears. Oh, uh, that, that sets up the show for today. Uh, the, the, the Leprechaun and Yarmir Yager. Uh, Imagine that. What a sitcom that would be. That'd be like like half house, not full house. Because you're Especially only if it's you know? check. It'd be really cool. Hey, oh, my uh, God. Joe, always a pleasure, my friend. We're glad to be on CLNS Media. We are psyched to have FanDuel on board as a sponsor. Uh, yeah. This, this has been another Bruins Beat with Joe Gill and myself, Jimmy Murphy. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Stop me now